and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And this week, since it's still January, and on that note, doesn't January last for about 11 months and the other 11 months of the year go by in about one month? Anyhow, time and space continuum aside, we thought we'd look at some ideas for refreshing your interiors without spending a fortune. Spring feels a long way off, so we could all loo with a little change and newness to make us feel excited about our houses again. Particularly if, like me, you like to, well, semi-hibernate this time of year. You need to get your home feeling cosy and, well, just a really nice place to curl up and hunker down in. But before we get into all of that, I just want to give a quick word about becoming a friend of the Great Indoors. Now, our members get the privilege of ad-free listening, a weekly newsletter dropped into your inbox with really helpful links to all the products that we've mentioned in the show or any of the topics we've covered. You also get access to our secret address book as well as bonus episodes and live webinars. Sounds good? We'll sign up at thegreatindoorspodcast.com and support the show. Right, now, Kate... You've refreshed two full houses over the last 12 months. So, come on, what's your advice on this? Yes, refresh, I think, might be the biggest understatement of the year. Gutted. But, (laughs) but, I kind of think one of the first things I would do at this time of year is it's about, you know, refresh by moving things around. And I think there's that phrase, uh, which sums it up quite well, actually, which is called shop your home. And we've done a lot of that, actually, in the house in Italy because we inherited some furniture from the previous owners and we brought over a whole load of furniture which has just been sitting gathering dust while the builders were doing all the work. And it's been quite interesting because I made... I'm absolutely not going to call it a spreadsheet because it wasn't. I made a list of the furniture we'd got and the rooms we'd got. And I sort of planned it out thinking, well, we'll have that chair with this rug and that light. And then we just know we need to buy a bed. So, you know, I felt I was being quite organised. And what's been interesting as we've done it is I've put the light that I'd planned for that room. And I thought, oh, that, that doesn't quite work there. So I've moved it around. So we haven't actually bought anything new. We have got some gaps and we do need to buy some furniture. But we've moved the old palm tree light, which regular listeners, old readers of the blog, and you know anyone who bought my first book will remember. It's a six foot tall brass palm tree light. And it's been moved around pretty much every room in the house and it's come to land in the dining room where it looks great. And my husband said, he said, you know, everything finds its place. And it's that idea is a really good way to refresh your room of just, you know, most of us don't have rooms big enough that there are different places to put the sofa, but can you bring cushions from a bedroom onto your sitting room sofa? Or can you move the pictures around or bring a different table in? And that that makes everything feel new and different. And don't, you're not spending any money. Yeah, no. That's my first tip. Well, it, it's a good tip. However, I sometimes find it's quite tricky to move furniture. So, you know, I think of my home and I think, well, everything's laid out in the best layout of course it is so I think for me moving furniture could be more of a challenge but then you know I'm sat at my desk and I've positioned my desk so it looks at the view outside and that's how it I'd like it to be but I could try swiveling it 
90 degrees and then it would look at the wall and then maybe I could create a really nice collage wall or something I thought well maybe I could do that but then I think nah I'd rather look at the view at my window so I sometimes find the layout one it is going to give you the biggest impact it's going to make the room feel super different like who remembers doing it as a teenager? I was always switching my bed. Oh, all the time. All the time, because it felt like a completely yeah. different room. It is... Smaller bed too, probably. Yeah, but... exactly. And lighter bits of furniture, full stop. But I find moving layout, unless you've got a massive house. Funnily enough, I did read something on Substack the other day about somebody who literally switched her foyer and her dining room. And I was like, yeah, fair enough if you have a foyer, which is essentially a hallway, big enough to put a sofa and two armchairs in. I was like, that's a bit niche, love. But anyway. <laughs> but I wonder on that, because you've you've got a very big desk. I mean, it's effectively a dining room table, isn't it? And I get that you want to look at the view, but you've also got that incredible garden mural wallpaper. And I, you know, I wonder whether... You know, my husband always likes to have his desk not facing the view. He likes to be at right angles to the view so that he can sort of look to one side and see out into the garden or or whatever, but also look at a wall of wallpaper or nice pictures or a notice board or a vision board. Let's be honest, he's not looking at a vision board. But (laughs) there are ways, you know, sometimes the layout one is tricky, um, but sometimes you can just move, or even if you're moving a chair so that... You know, if you've got a you've got a landing, which I think, in all honesty, last time I saw it, it had laundry drying on it, but there is room for a chair on it, and you know, you could have that chair in winter, for example, facing into the house, looking at your gallery wall. But in summer, when the view is green and beautiful, you could just swivel the chair slightly so you're looking at the view out of the window. I think there are little little, little layout little changes shimmies. you can tweak sometimes i'm gonna try the desk thing i'm gonna do it kate and see if it works it might give me a whole different perspective see what i did there do you know what i would start with before i start moving bits of furniture around go on then i'd do a big clean that's what i like to do in january and actually do you know what i did that as soon as the christmas decks came down i just find it deeply therapeutic and it can especially with especially after the Christmas period where there has been lots of dust I don't know where it comes from but with the decorations and the tree and lots of people coming in and out of the house the house can just feel really grubby and when I say clean oh I like to do quite a deep clean there might even be a toothbrush coming out to get into the crevices oh my god this is a whole oh. new side of you I've never known I, well, I no, may have it... to review our relationship <laughs> who even are you <laughs> It only happens in January. I do not do this any other time of year. Yeah, just get all the kind of like muck and dust out the house. I've got my new little handy Dyson Hoover, haven't I, that I bought in my Black Friday sale. I'm loving using that. That's coming out regularly. Also, this is something I want to talk about because I love it and I'm not sponsored by them. But the Magic Eraser Sponge. Have you seen these things? What is the, what is this so magic then? good. It's a little white sponge. It's called a magic eraser. I I basically got it because my new sink is white and it can't be cleaned with any kind of bleach products. It can only, they say just clean it with like washing liquid, washing up liquid. Lemon juice and love. Is it lemon juice? Well, I'm really nervous about this very swanky sink I've got that can't be touched with anything, you know. But my flash magic eraser and even just a bit of water gets all the tea stains, all the coffee stains, everything off, everything. It's brilliant so I've been using that a lot this January and it just gets everything sparkling bit of vinegar and water on your windows yeah windows is a big one and and speaking as someone you know whose whose house has had builders dust over it for seven months 
I've never cleaned as many windows in my life, inside and out. And I don't think you can overstate the difference clean windows make. I mean, it's the same in London as well, because obviously I live on a busy street with lots of traffic rumbling up and down. And cleaning the windows, I think, is my first tip. Even, you know, partly you really notice it when the sun comes out for the first time because it highlights all the dust under the sofa or whatever. But just it changes the view and it, it literally makes the room lighter. And everything looks prettier through a clean window. Everything looks prettier. So yeah, a good old bit of elbow grease gives you a lovely workout as well. It's really funny. I don't know if anybody, again, this is such a time of year for it, is counting their steps. See how many steps you can get up to. And they, I think... There seems to be this thing banded around. You should do at least 8,000, although I did read something. I thought it was 10. Well, it was 8, and then it's 10. And then I read a really interesting scientific report that said actually four's enough. And I was like, oh, Oh, excellent. I know, excellent. Let's (laughs) read that report, shall we? Anyway, what I was going to say is when I'm doing a clean in the house, oh, the steps go through the roof. So uh, especially if yeah. you've got a two-story house and going up, I mean, for you, Kate, with your three stories, my goodness, you're going to have like... Well, we had four working. stories in London before yeah, that. Well, so there actually you go. this, you know, I've lost a floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that, that really makes a difference, I think, is, is reorganising. So that you've got, you know, are you sorting out your your books not by colour, but all your <laughs> that all that rubbish under the sink, you know, just the simple pleasure of buying a few sort of baskets or bags mm. to put things in and, uh, and knowing it's... then that yeah, I'm reaching in there and I'm going to get the mopping stuff or I'm reaching in there and I'm going to get various ingredients or cleaning products. That that makes a huge difference because that leads on to then cleaning and looking after your home better which makes it feel new and more refreshed and also when you do that you want to play cleaning feels like playing when you've got a new a new box of cleaning products all nice magic eraser sponges cake get yourself yeah. one i mean it won't let's be out. honest it's not going to last beyond the middle of february but you know no, no, we're no, no, enjoying no. it now we're just having a little we're just yeah we're just, <laughs> just having a little january craze and again it's getting your mood your body moving get the tunes on it's just a good shake out to do this time of year and the other added benefit i find of doing a bit of a deep clean is you have to you have to actually move stuff you've got to pull the sofa yeah. away you've got to like get down the back of the sofa cushions you've got to kind of clear your shelves and then that leads me on to the next train of thought which is well how are you going to put it all back again yes you know, i like to get everything off the shelves probably not my books i'm going to admit but all the knickknackery that i have on my kitchen shelves or all the stuff that i have on my console table in my office it all comes off so i can do a dust and then you get to kind of like have a go at restyling it and that can make the home feel a bit different it doesn't all have to go back the way it came off you can have a little bit of a rejiggle I think it's that idea yes it's a restyle or almost it's creating a little like a new vignette isn't Mm. it it's something new to look at so you've got a corner maybe I mean I seem to have a series of small what they call occasional tables and they're all about the same size so they're interchangeable so I can have you know one as a bedside table or one at the end of a sofa or one you know doubles up as a stool so it's you can swap those smaller pieces of furniture around and maybe put a different lamp on one or yes put a different selection of ornaments it changes the view I think it's refreshing your home is on a budget it's as much about changing the view isn't it so that you're not spending you know whatever however long the winter lasts four months of dark cold rain staring at the same view 
It's about having something new to look at and that makes you feel more excited when you come into a room. It is. I mean, it's true. I don't know why, but we all get excited by newness. I mean, I suppose that's what our whole consumerist capitalist culture has built itself on, isn't it? Is that we love I think the, that might be a different podcast. We love but the yes. new sparkly things. But yeah, just kind of like rearranging, changing the view, switching things up, for me anyway, makes things feel fresh, new and exciting for a bit. You know. The other thing that I like to do, and, and the mad husband is, is really quite resolutely set against, but I don't have a problem with moving pictures around mm. and changing that view. I mean, obviously not on a gallery wall because they're all sort of measured apart and, and hung in different ways. But, you know, I quite like catching a glimpse of a different picture through a window or through a door frame. He's got the idea that that picture was hung, a bit like you with the furniture. It was hung in the only place it could ever be and it can't go anywhere else. But I slightly disagree with that. I think you can move some pictures around and change those views. Or the other thing we've done, it's it's that sort of... I wrote a blog post about it once and I called it, you know, interior tweakments, you know, so it's like a, it's, it's like the interior equivalent of a bit of Botox here or a touch of filler, <laughs> um, you know, and, and curtains. So I've got in the house in London, there's no door between the kitchen and the rest of the hallway. And so I made a curtain to hang there. I've yet to hang it because the electrician managed to then run a cable up exactly the point where I needed to fix the curtain pole. And uh, we haven't yet quite finished discussing what's going to give the cable or where or how long my pole is, but uh, not a euphemism. <laughs> and uh, so, but it's little things like that, isn't it? So it's changing. I mean, it sounds really obvious, but changing your cushion covers or, you know, hanging a new curtain, or even, you know, the Nordic nations do this and the Scandinavians, they change their curtains seasonally. And it does feel like a massive pain in the you-know-what when you've got to do it. But again, it changes the feel of a room from a light linen curtain to a velvet, yeah. That comes later in spring. We're not changing our deep drapes just at the moment, I suppose. It's still, you know, creating that lovely, cosy feel. The other thing that I like about a good clean and a sort out and getting everything off the shelves is that is also an opportunity which you touched on about getting rid of stuff yeah. you know the piles of in my case it's bowls of change they just seem to pop <laughs> up everywhere in my house as tom empties his pockets sticks them in a bowl and piles of pokemon cards oh yes we're beyond That's the other that thing. yeah yeah it used to be nerf gun bullets it's now moved on to pokemon cards all the little flotsam and jetsam of kind of you'll notice i'm talking about my family i'm sure i've got my own version i was gonna say <laughs> this is sophie junk free robinson yeah they were i think we might need to call tom into the room and, and find out the piles of broken earrings yes. odd mismatched yes. earrings yes. cluttered around there filling up bowls <laughs> Yeah, it's good to get, you know, because I think a big declutter for me, again, that's that's down the line, you know, the big wardrobe declutter or, you know, emptying all the cupboards and getting all the out of date food out the house. I don't know. I'm just, oh, I haven't got the energy for that yet. That's more of a spring thing for me. But, you know, just clearing a few surfaces or, you know, just doing that as you, you know, that sort of drawer of dread that we have in the kitchen where everything gets pulled in. You know, maybe I have a just, different word for I it. I know you do. And, and it begins can't... with H and it ends in T. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an H in the middle. <laughs> and one vowel. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> that drawer. You know, just maybe, We've all got that drawer. Just tackle yeah. that and I think you feel like you're winning. I'm not going to do anything more than that. 
The other thing I quite like is a little project. And, you know, we, we've had that lovely Annie Sloan on the show. And, and she's oh, with a, her chalk you know, paint. She, with her chalk paint and painting furniture. Now, I don't want all my furniture painted, but, you know, I've got a little wooden chair that actually I had when I was a child that's been painted in pretty much all the colours of the rainbow. Or if you've got a little side table, or this is a perfect opportunity to maybe, you know, pick up a 20 quid bedside table on Facebook Marketplace and just paint it. And mm. it's a, you know, job that might take you an hour and you can paint it to coordinate with your headboard and then you might get bored of it in six months and you could paint it to go with your rug or move it into a different room and paint it a different color you know those sorts of things which which cost you if you've already got the furniture nothing just a tin of paint or trawling around my younger son the art student is really gifted at getting loads of stuff for free off facebook marketplace and then painting it or customising it. I list a lot of stuff for free on Facebook Marketplace, I'll be honest, because it's just because I want to get rid of it and I don't want to take it to the tip. I want someone to use it. So even tins of paint and things like that, you can sometimes um, find going up free. But I think it's a nice time of year for a little little project, isn't it? I think, again, for me, I'm not thinking about the big Reno projects. I might be vision boarding my, you know, renovation or my design project, but I'm certainly not implementing them in January if I can help it so nice little small quick wins isn't it for this time of year um like you say it might be covering a lampshade painting a bit of furniture doing something crafty yeah on the subject of paint you know while you might not fit you know painting bedside tables or a bit of you know chalk paint here and there is very all you know good fun there is something deeply satisfying about actually decorating a room isn't there there's nothing more thrilling than rolling out a new color or a new wall or watching a someone else decorate a room or watching someone else do it no there is <laughs> even more thrilling yeah, that's my kind of decorating I was, I was thinking if you haven't got the budget at the moment in january to get the decorators in you could just you know paint a door paint a door frame yes paint a window paint a skirting yeah. board you can sit down to do that <laughs> I just thought that could be nice. Now, it might be a refresh. It might be just going over an old colour to make it all look fresh and jazzy. You might go a bit left field and, you know, pick a really bright colour. You've done that, haven't you? You've painted a window a poppy bright colour. I've done it to my doors in the past. Well, the other thing is, and we spoke about this last year after I think I'd been to visit the Charleston house, and there's that Bloomsbury movement where they painted everything in little patterns. But, you know, you can do that. If you don't overdo it, I mean, if you live in a in a sort of London terrace house, you can overdo it. But there's nothing to stop you, you know, painting a little bow over a window or painting on a wardrobe, you know, patterns and things. And you can mm. do that yourself because the whole point, certainly if you take inspiration from the from the Charleston house and the Bloomsbury set, you know, there's rooms in that house where it looks like Vanessa Pell was just kind of walking past a window with a brush in her hand. You know, it's wobbly, <laughs> it's inconsistent, it's a bit wavy, it's uneven. It looks great, but, you know, painting a wardrobe door, make it a bit more customised little bit of a bedside table yeah i think again it's just being free and creative using leftover paint tester pots and thinking outside the box that's what we're here for isn't it it's little projects like that yes it's not whole room refreshes and i remember when we did in in the last house uh before we moved we just put some bookshelves up in the kitchen to store the recipe books and honestly i felt like i got a whole new kitchen <laughs> it was it was really cool you know moving dusty old piles of books out of boxes and putting them on shelves and then suddenly you've got a new view when you come into the room i think a lot of this is about changing your views as we said mm. you're 
actual visual views, not your views of life, although, you know, that may come as a byproduct. But I walked into the kitchen and I had a bookshelf of books, which wasn't there before. So I had a different thing to look at. And then all the recipe books were there. And I put a little stool in front of them. And suddenly that became a corner where you could sit on a stool and browse a recipe book and then suddenly you felt you know more interested in cooking something different oh um, do you think that might then, work for me is that is that what i need to uh do? possibly not <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you don't necessarily love to cook i don't necessarily love to cook but i like to find a recipe for for my husband to cook so oh, maybe yes. there, there okay. you go there you go you can you can find the idea and, and point tom at it but yes, it's it's little changes because we're all a bit cold and tired. We don't want to be tackling anything no, too large. No, I don't want to be tackling anything too large. And then you can make some little small investments. I think, you know, if you do want to spend a bit, you know, you can... I always think like a, a new set of bed linen or a new bundle of fresh towels. And the sales are on throughout the most of January as well, aren't they? Yeah. So I always think little treaty bits like that, you know, a couple of new scatter cushions on the sofa or even, because I see this a lot... Even just buying some new cushioned fillers to puff up your little flat. Yeah. Your cushions have gone a bit flat and sad. Even just getting some new little fillers to plump them up and make them feel and look a bit more plush and buoyant is a nice idea. The other thing a friend of mine's done is she did just before Christmas, she signed up for a little six-week sewing course. And she's been really inspired by that. So she she did this six-week course, and it was one night a week. And she says she's mostly made bags, actually, but to do the shopping with. But that's fine, because what that's taught her is how to sew in straight lines and how to hem. And she's now feeling really inspired to make some new cushion covers. And she says she might even tackle a, a curtain. And I made all the cafe curtains for my house. And I customised, I bought some really pretty linen curtains from a secret linen store. But they came with a, a tab top. And the thing I find about tab tops is they're really difficult to pull and close oh, because they tend not hopeless. to slide along the pole. They're difficult, aren't they? So what I did was I turned them upside down because it wasn't actually a tab top. It was more like, a, I don't know what the technical word, it was like a fat hem that you oh, slid the pole yes. through. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I turned it upside down so it didn't even have to do any cutting. And I bought some ruffle tape which I sewed onto the curtains, which is literally just two straight lines. And then you pull the string and I put some hooks in. I bought all that on Amazon. To make a little pencil, please. To make a little pencil. And then I pulled it and I hung the curtains. And the satisfaction in that, I mean, they're just kind of dress curtains. They hang at the side and I can pull them. And my friend who's done that sewing course, she's like, oh, I could make some curtains. I could make some cushions. Again, all sewing in straight lines. You could make a skirton if you didn't have a husband who'd banned curtains from in front of yes, cupboards which I have interestingly in the house in Italy's conceded one's curtain Ooh. well in Italy they're very very organized about the recycling and you have to have one bin in your house for paper and card one for glass and metal one for unidentified household rubbish and one for food you know there's a lot of bins takes up a lot of space and so we've got a big space under the kitchen sink and I have been allowed to put a skirt in there haven't done it oh, you yet, see i but... wouldn't put a skirt near a bin 
Isn't it going to get grabby? No, because it's. I'm going to push the bins back far enough and it's going to be on rings, so it pulls open and closed really easily. It's not going to be, not like a net curtain wire, you know, it's all about how easily you can open it. And I may move the bins, let's be honest. That's where that's where I've got permission for the skirtin. Everything else is going to move around that skirtin because <laughs> I've got permission to have one anywhere else. And it's been, you know, it's been, it's been a five-year conversation, shall we say. <laughs> But to, to come back for refreshing your home on a budget, I think there's lots of courses you can do, you know, whether you want, and this is another one I'd like to do, actually, is I would like to properly learn how to rewire a plug or possibly build a shelf. I mean, I, I might look and see, is there a little woodwork course I could do? Okay, what? Who well, am I, did, I talking to? What has come over you? I did carpentry at school. I have made a set of shelves before, um, but I am not confident with an electric drill and I would like to be able to do you know we should get my friend Justin on he's got this business called how to basically oh and they run little workshops that's brilliant yes, right up your strata we'll get him on the podcast how to basically and he just teaches all those skills like how to use a drill how to do shelves how to do a plug how to hang wallpaper how to make a planter that's exactly it he just did one for kids over christmas making a planter out of a a, an old pallet oh it's very blue peter that's what you want to do well i never knew you'd be up for that i think if you could do that i need i might need to know how to basically drive better as well in order to get myself to the course but that's a different story (laughs) well i know they're if they haven't i'll check this out if they haven't they're about to do online courses there you go so there are in real life courses for people in East Sussex and I do believe if it's not already it's coming soon online courses because I think if you've got that how to basically you can totally refresh your home on a budget because you can make some new cushions you can you know you can hang your pictures change your pictures you can build the shelves you can paint them all of that the only one we need to do and I seem to remember doing this at school was it making a rug you had that big kind of gridded oh tufting tufting and a fancy hook my brother's so into my brother made a pokemon bulbasaur rug that he tufted it's absolutely amazing i'll get a photo of it and i'll put it in the uh in the newsletter because arthur's absolutely obsessed with pokemon and you know all kinds of stuff like that and bulbasaur is one of his favorite characters although it isn't that it's when he's morphed into someone else but i can't remember the name and Ed went to a place in London where you can go and do a two-day workshop and make... And again, I'll find that and I'll link that in the newsletter as well. And he made a rug for him for Christmas and it was Arthur's best Christmas present. He absolutely loved it. But I think there's something in... Yeah, you get a tufting gun and it kind of fires wool at the canvas and you can make these incredible designs and it does look very therapeutic. I feel like I've done that. And the other thing which I've never done, but I I remember writing about it when I was writing about interior design in Finland, although I'm sure it's not just the Finns that do it. Is it is it rag rugs? I don't know how you do them. Yes, yes. That's like tying a knot, isn't it? You need a loom for that, I think. Oh, do you? To, to hold all the strings in place. I feel like it was lots of little bits of material that you just kind of leftover tea towels and stuff but and you cut um, them up in like little ribbons yeah and... yeah mm. there we go oh, get you well this is a whole side of kate watson's why they never knew existed there you go we've been doing this podcast for like five years and you still surprise me every there day. you go there you go tufting rag rugging shelf building who knew you had all of that inside this is what january does to me <laughs> i'm digging deep i'm digging deep <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we've cleaned the house. We've decluttered the house. We've restyled the house. I think one last thing I'd finish on, which is just nice and easy and gives me a bit of a boost, is get a bit of a greenery in the house. Whether it's moving around your house plants or just buying yourself a lovely bunch of tulips on your way out of the supermarket. I just think it just gives the house a lovely fresh bolt of colour. And we shouldn't forget Interestingly, it. I had a shoot here before Christmas. And I think by the time this podcast comes out, it may have been published. So it was for you magazine on the mail on Sunday. And the stylist turned up and she turned up with armfuls of foliage. And she said, oh, I'm so over flowers. I just buy foliage. And I thought that was really interesting. I mean, obviously, you've got a garden full of it. So you can just pick leaves off your trees. Um, this was December and I have a yard, so there was no foliage to be picked. But it was really interesting because she just put these huge jugs of, of leaves and she had, oh, I don't know what they were, but they weren't just green leaves. You know, they were sort of burgundy leaves and, and, and coloured leaves. And it looked really classy, really classy Ooh, and lovely yes. and lasted so much longer than flowers. So there's my t- We don't do trends, but here's my tip. We're doing foliage, not flowers. Foliage, not flowers. I'm here for that. I love it. That's brilliant. And on the note of not spending any money, you could just clip a few. Um, actually, <laughs> I mean, I live in the countryside. I'm looking out my window. There is no foliage. Yes, <laughs> it's not quite the right time of empty year. Empty branches. Yeah. I think you might <laughs> have you to could buy probably it, pick some up. Yeah. You might have to go to the florist for it, yes. <laughs> but I, it's definitely true. It lasts a lot longer than flowers, which, you know, particularly you mentioned tulips. I mean, I, I think maybe houses are too hot for tulips. You p- put them in your freezing conservatory, but they droop, don't they? And the petals fall off. I've done dried flowers when I've forgotten to water them. And for some reason, the petals haven't fall off and they've just dried up. But they do get dusty. And there's nothing worse than dusty, fake, faux dried flowers. I mean, that's really depressing. That's got to go in your January clear out. Yeah. <laughs> so there, foliage. There's my tip for the year. That's brilliant. Okay, well, where to start? I mean, so many ideas there. I might just actually have a little lie down for the rest of January and start next month. <laughs> I know what you mean. Now, while you're deciding what colour cushion you want to rest your head on, I'll just add a quick reminder that all our insiders will get links to any of the products or the courses mentioned in this podcast in their weekly newsletter. And we'll do some bonus shopping around some affordable buys to give your home a refresh too. Now you can sign up to receive the newsletter and become a member of the show at thegreatindoorspodcast.com We'll be back next week with our monthly style surgery so send in your questions preferably with a voice note if you can and we will offer up our pearls of wisdom. Simply send us an email or preferably a voice note to help at thegreatindoorspodcast.com And all that remains is to thank our lovely producer Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective And we'll see you in the great indoors Particularly relevant in January because everything just feels so blur (laughs) (laughs) Just as a little I'll just flesh that out and I'll just flesh that out with one one word which is blur okay well picking up from that from that very erudite and uh, well articulated point